Mindcast. I'm here today with Joseph. You can follow him on Twitter at I Hate Your Club. It's great to have you on, Joseph. It's wonderful to hear your voice. Nice to reconnect. It is. It is. Uh, it's been an eventful few weeks for Arsenal. Um, you know, a couple of wins. A couple of wins. A win and a nice break, a nice international break. That was nice. Yeah, that that was that was pretty nice, and that you know it was kind of tough seeing that you know on the back of one of our best results of the season or best performances to go away to a break, but then come back from the break and uh, pick up right where we left off with a uh, a tasty victory against a albeit subpar uh, uh, Watford side. Yeah, yeah, but uh, we had some fun uh, fun to watch today, though uh, some Champions League. We sure did. We sure did. There was some action in Europe. The Champions League is back. No Arsenal, unfortunately. But yeah, shocker. Just, just what I wanted was to come back and watch one of my other teams get beat by Barcelona. <laughs> so uh, yeah, today big action in the Champions League. Uh, one marquee match today, I would say. I mean, look, it's the quarterfinals. Everything's a marquee match, but. You know, Bayern Benfica is not as sexy as Atletico versus Barcelona. No, you got that. You know, two top two teams in La Liga and uh, two different styles of football and attitudes, and uh, so that's all. I think it's always going to be a good clash, and I think in the Champions League it it, it changes a little bit, but I think uh, as we saw today, uh, some things remain the same. They sure do. They sure do. Um, you know, and it, it's well amongst things staying the same was uh, one Fernando El Nino Torres scoring against Barcelona like he always does. Um, he had a new twist today though, by getting sent off like a dumb fuck. Um, I, you know, it's really tough. I mean, because like we know that. Barcelona get a lot of calls, you know, like they really, really get, you know, every 50, 50 kind of goes their way in that department. Generally, I think I saw a stat for the most players sent off against them in uh, champions league. I believe Barcelona has had 30 players sent off against them. Whereas Bayern has had 20 and that's the second best Arsenal in there at 18. Not, not yeah, bad. I not wonder, bad. I wonder how long ago most of those happened. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Right. You know, third third place is a trophy as usual. It's exactly, We're right in there. That's right. We're Champions League places, right there, comfortable. I think there's another team right behind us, at like 16. So it's about you know 12 points off the leaders. It seems about right. Um, yeah, that's about our that's our sweet spot. Yeah, it seems it seems pretty fitting. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, basically, Fernando Torres made you know a series of stupid tackles. A series of stupid tackles for sure. And the first one was like, okay, all right, well, it's only, you know, 25 minutes in or 30 minutes in. I don't know why you're going to fucking just hack Neymar with a blatant, you know, blatant yellow card. Uh, but then to go clattering guys in right after that. Look, it didn't have well, to be hell, a yellow. He went, he went diving in before that and missed somebody. I mean, it was pretty stupid. Yeah, he he was he was on one. I don't know what, what was in his Wheaties or in his uh, HGH or whatever this morning. I'm not sure. But – he was kind of a loose cannon. I think he's come out and said that, you know, it's one of the dumbest things he's done. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> it doesn't help you now. But uh, I know, especially because, I, I mean, uh, after such a, a, you know, a great start and a good, a great finish, you know. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he was 
he felt, I, I mean, I, I, I watched, you know, I, I was forewarned cause I was a minute or 10 behind on the feed and, and someone, uh, uh text and text, or uh, I should say someone tweeted and screamed El Nino. So I knew what was coming, hmm, I but, who uh, that was. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody in my timeline some, and, some, uh, some silly Mexican. Yeah. Some guy. And, uh, uh, so I was watching, but I was like, I was kind of watching the play as it was happening. And I don't know, did he have like three acres of space around him? I mean, talk about, I mean, I know uh, PK stepped up, but just, I mean, it was very Arsenal defending if I've ever seen it. Yeah, we weren't, totally. We're not in the Champions League, but part of us is. Our spirit is still there. It is there. It was there in the camp now. Um, yeah, look, that was a sweet goal. Hit it well, you know, took it perfectly, you know like struck it cleanly and sweetly. So, you know, Ter, you know, Ter Stegen had, didn't have any time to close his legs. No, he, he blasted <laughs> that. He blasted that ball right through his legs. Yeah. And, and great finish. But then, you know, it was, look, look, it probably was the right decision to send him off, but he didn't have to send him off there. And within five minutes of that fucking foul, Busquets goes and does a professional foul on somebody, takes him out. He's going around and not doesn't even the guy doesn't even think about reaching for his fucking card. Which yeah, you know that's the that's the problem, right? It's it's okay. You made the call and it was it was the I mean it really is the right call. Yeah, he didn't it, might not have had to, but you know after his third yes. or fourth foul, I mean I I don't blame him for sending him off. But then it's the consistency that just kills everything. Right, and that yeah, and exactly, and that's where. We were looking for, okay, you did that. Now there, here's a professional foul by Busquets. Clearly, you know, steps into the way of the guy and trips him. You know, he puts his leg in front of the guy's thigh and clearly obstructs him. An intentional foul because the man was getting by him. And the letter to the fucking law says when you intentionally foul someone to stop the progress like that, it's a yellow card. That's it. How many I, times has Busquets done that shit over the years and not gotten a single second look at, you know – he almost gets the other guy booked. I mean, it's just like ridiculous. And then, you know, and then he finally gets booked in the second half. And then, you know, and then Danny fucking Higginbottom. Okay. Danny fucking Higginbottom gets given this task of co-commentating in a Champions League match. Now, where did Danny Higginbottom play? Fucking Stoke. Like where? Well, actually, I got to look this up. I, I, Danny Higgins, fucking, he's not even like the Danny, there's a Danny Higgins that comes up before him. He's not even the most important Danny Higg in the fucking, in Google. <laughs> All right. Danny Higgins, fucking bottom. Born in Manchester. Let's see, let's see your fucking stupid ass. Stoke and Sheffield United. Okay. It's an illustrious career. Right. Yeah. He, he looks like. He looks like his mother fucked his uncle. You know what I mean? Like, it's, this guy. I mean, and, and his, his. He really personifies the club he played for then. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He was a perfect. He was a perfect spokesman for his club. Um, you know, this man has played um, as many matches as you and I have played in the Champions League. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look, I get it. I get it. You want pundits that are former players. They're stars that did this, this and that. But like Danny Higginbottom has like, all right, I might have to fucking look at his thing. He might have like one cap for England or something in his entire fucking life. Let's see. In our international career. <laughs> Let's read international career. This is going to be great. Come on. Let's see. He was eligible to play for the Gibraltar national team through his maternal grandmother. Perfect. Yeah. Is that who he played for then? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> He made his international debut. 
I swear, <laughs> I think I could have made that team. I, yeah, I didn't know actually, team, but I swear yeah, I could have made that, that team. I will try out for the Gibraltar fucking national team. If you're listening, uh, the former Gibraltar manager, Alan Bula, is his uncle. Uh, he made his first, he made his international debut in Gibraltar's first ever match as a UEFA member, a 0-0 draw in a friendly against Slovakia in November 2013. He was praised for his performance and named man of the match. He announced his retirement from international football in March 2014. So his shit lasted. So he played, he earned three caps for Gibraltar. This is the man that we have commentating Atletico Madrid versus fucking Barcelona. Okay? Illustrious career. You know, he's the one. So when Busquets gets a fucking yellow card for jumping up and elbowing whoever the fuck, whatever Atletico player it was in the head as he went up for it, his defense was, look, look, he clearly wasn't looking at it. He clearly wasn't looking at him when he did it. And, you know, that shouldn't be for me. That's not a foul. and It's not a yellow card. You're like, get the fuck out of here. Have you ever looked forward? You know, do you understand the concept of peripheral vision? Like, I can have a man next to me and elbow him in the head without, you know, changing my direct line of eyesight and tur- or turning my head and looking at the motherfucker, you know? So this is the level of commentary we're getting. If you're, ju- you're going to do that, like, why waste our time with a professional if the best that you can come up with is Danny fucking Higginbottom that all he does is reinforce all the stupid-ass English stereotypes that you hear from the other old fucking bags, you know, bags of hot air, you know, th- those guys that we've heard over the- all the years. Uh, and, and, you know, put someone there who's actually fucking useful. So, you know, and, we and, have one of the Spanish commentators who speaks perfectly good English on it. You have more perspective on the, on, on, you know, more, uh, well, history but, between the teams and different things like that. But, but, but you, you know, English xenophobia, they're, they're They need an Englishman to be the one doing it. Otherwise it wouldn't be appropriate for them. But look, even if that's the case, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say I want, Robbie fucking Savage to be doing it because he's a twat as well. But at least he has a tiny bit of some sort of pedigree. I mean, look, really, there's there's anyone, you know. I mean, all right, don't go to Mike alone. I know he played in Spain. That's probably the worst case scenario. But you know what I'm saying? Like, look, if you're gonna drop as low just because you want, you know, to to Danny Higginbottom, just get someone who actually knows football on. Like, why waste your time with a professional? You or I could do a better job than that shit. Just someone else. Anybody else? More entertaining. Look. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, have someone who played in the Champions League do the commentary. That's what I'm asking for. If you're going to put a pro, you know, you don't ask you don't ask uh, a guy who played in fucking League 2 to come up and commentate in the Premiership. You don't do it. He's out of his depth, if that's the way you're looking at it. And if not, give someone who's a fucking expert. So, rant over about the commentators, because it's just, it's just infuriating. You know what I mean? A guy like that fucking stupid. That just we got to hear. We got to hear that, and we don't get to hear people like Derek Ray and stuff like that. Absolutely, you know. You know I'm so happy when we actually get to hear him on the occasional commentary on a, on like a Bundesliga or a, you know, even a Europa League match or something like that. Like Derek Ray was so great. I mean, he was the voice of Champions League here for so many years for us when they were on ESPN. Yeah. Um, so you know, and he's he's the man knows his shit. Yeah, he's Give a it great to them. commentator. That's it. Why waste our time? Um, so en- enough on that. But that was. That that's that particularly irked me, you know. In the match, I had to leave before the Barcelona goals, but you you could just tell. I mean, the fucking onslaught in that second half. I mean, look, the points I saw, you know, Atletico Madrid really are great, a great organized defense. They're so fucking hard to break down, and then it it set up perfectly for them. The early goal, they get ahead, they can defend that lead. 
But I mean, we've all we've all seen it. I mean, you can huff and puff all you want against Barcelona. You're not going to keep them out the entire game. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, we had, we had a, f- a few extras. You know, we had a nice uh, kick out by Suarez, which you know you kind of expect one a match. Oh, I, I missed that. Well, did that happen in the second half? After I was, uh, I, was I think so. I because I, I thought I saw him almost doing when they were losing earlier in the match in the first half. I'm trying I saw to remember it. where it happened. I remember at the end of the at some point in the first half, and they didn't show they didn't show a repo at least not right away. Maybe they showed one later, but he it looked like the ball went out of play over the over the end line. It looked like he kicked out after, didn't make any contact. I thought I saw that, but then they never they never played a replay. So I was kind of like, hmm, I wonder. When I saw it, it looked like he he made contact. I don't know how much contact. It wasn't like well, so that was probably so that was probably another one though. But so here's the funny thing. It's like, well, hold on, hold on. Wait for Luis Suarez. It's like, well. When things start to go wrong, and and he only chooses the highest profile games to pull some shit, you know what I mean? Like if when, you can when could there him be in a big game? You have a shot at him. Oh, completely yeah. melting down. But I mean, like when, like when could Luis Suarez lose his shit? Let me, let's find, make sure to find a way to have the most possible football fans watching the match. <laughs> Let it be a World Cup, World or, Cup, or a Champions League. Or a World Cup. <laughs> yeah. He's a multiple offender there. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, let's, let's let everyone see what a complete piece of shit you are. And a great footballer because he scored both goals. Because he scores two goals. Yeah, that's pretty much him all in one match, right? I mean, I mean look, we'd be, we'd be back-to-back fucking Premier League champions if we had him. Which Probably. Is enough, which is, which is enough, we, we, right? I mean, really, it's it's... It doesn't mean you really want him on your team, but you'd probably take the trade off because, you know, we want the fucking glory. We've, he's, we've he's had we've had footballer. We've had cunts on our squad before and 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 cheered them on. So sure, <laughs> I'm surely not above it. So anyway, I mean that's um that's kind of how it goes against Barcelona. I mean you really have to take your chances. You know the red card by fucking oh, by Fernando was. You know, it's it's kind of sad that that's going to be his last like Champions League memory, at least with Atletico, because you know they're not really talking about giving him a new contract quite yet. He scored at the weekend. He scored right there. It was looking so good. It was looking so good, and then he does this stupid bullshit. And look, they have a chance. Look, a one nil victory at home will put them through. But you tell me you're going to keep out Barcelona for ninety minutes. The, uh, if any team has a chance of doing it. It's Atletico. So we'll give him that. We did it for like 20 minutes. <laughs> it was awesome. We did it a little longer than that. A little longer. <laughs> but, so, you know, they, they're, they're not dead yet. He could, get, he could possibly find a way back if they know any way to get through. But really, that might be the end of his uh, Atletico championship career. Let alone who knows where the fuck he'll play next year. But, you know, so long, Fernando. Thank you for everything. But. Thank up. you for the first twenty minutes. <laughs> well, you know, you know, he some of the stuff with him really fucking. I mean, because you know, well, obviously, a, a large chunk of his decline is is physical. You know, he doesn't have that blazing pace that he had, and that's you know enough enough groin and hamstring injuries are just gonna fucking slow you down. But then some of the other shit. I mean, it's it's also mental. You know, because it wasn't not just his confidence, but even some of his decision making on the field. You're just like. What the fuck, Fernando? You used to be good. Now, you, like, what are you doing there? You know, going up a blind alley, turning the wrong way. You're just like, 
that shouldn't be what you're losing. You know what I mean? Like you're supposed to be older and wiser in that sense. But right. So so that that confuses me a little bit. But what can you do? The man has passed his best. Probably maybe a, well, you think he's quick enough to sit up top somewhere in Italy? He's quick enough to sit up top in MLS. Well, that's true. I mean, he's done the Italy thing, right? And they were like, AC Milan were like, no, nah, you know, we can send you back to Atletico. That's okay. Like, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he could go to France. I mean, really, I think for Fernet- I don't know. They're a little bit more athletic, I think, in that league. Yeah, but I think he could still. He'd, he'd have enough time to be useful. But, I mean, really, I mean, MLS is probably the right move for him after this. Who knows? Well. Welcome we shall to see. The galaxy. We shall. No, 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 no. We'll, we'll bring. We'll bring Zlatan. He can go somewhere else. That's all right. If, if Arsenal aren't going to sign Zlatan, he better come to the galaxy. That's all I'm saying. But let's uh, let, let, let's move on. There's uh, there's some there's some interesting games tomorrow. Oh, speaking, yeah. oh, speaking of which, well, there was one of the well, ones that we didn't talk about, right? Oh Bayern, yeah. Well. Bayern beat Benfica. Boring. <laughs> Pretty what? anticlimactic. Yeah. Right? I guess the only being one nil is the biggest story. I, yeah, I suppose it's the biggest story, but you know, it's a clean sheet at home. They score one road goal. You know, Benfica have to score three. I mean, look, Benfica are good at home. It's it's by no means over, but you know, Bayern are going to get an away goal, so that's going to be a tough one. But uh, it was a nice goal from Arturo Vidal. Nice little team move, stuff work, working the ball back and forth. A nice cross in, and a nice header right into the corner. Um, Good for him. Good to see him on the score sheet. Shame it has to be for that fucking team. But you know, did you see going with that team? Did you see Ribery's overhead kick on the weekend? Last weekend? Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, it's a pretty good finish. It was off of a rebounded shot. I think it was a block shot, and then uh, and then he took a nice overhead kick for a goal. It was pretty sweet. Oh shit! Someone sent me that vine. Not bad for I think what is he thirty. Three or thirty-four now, or something like that. No, he's not. He's not thirty-two. Yeah, maybe 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 thirty. He's missed. Uh, I think he might be thirty-three. We'll see. Someone let me know. Someone check the facts. We're not good at that part. (laughs) We never claim to be. That's not our thing. Stats. (laughs) Stats. I think think all the other. I think. I think they're all the other Arsenal uh, podcasts have that way covered. We don't need to ever get into stats. Yeah. Who uses statistics to back up their arguments? That's fucking that's what that's what assholes do, that's, right? That's weak and 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 I don't think anybody needs that much ammunition. I mean, come on, just use your opinion. Yeah, you know, but what can you do? Um so so that that was that one looks like it might be done and dusted. Um, but there's, there's a couple good matches. I mean, look, the scoreline looks according to the scorelines, neither one is, is over, but we think we know which way they're going. Yeah. The favorites. the favorites look like they're going to, um, move on. But tomorrow, I guess we have, we have, uh, Real Madrid and Wolfsburg, which, uh, which is, you know, look, Wolfsburg can pull a little something here and there, but I, I don't really see it. I don't think they right can do it over two legs, but they, they might get a result, but I, you know, we'll see. I'm, you know, but I think we both expect uh, Real Madrid to to easily get through that tie. Hey, you know what? We're actually doing this at a, at a good time. I mean, I know Barcelona won today, but we had a Clasico. Right, we did. We did. We did. He, and as much, yeah, as, I mean, as, uh, as, mu- as much as much as I dislike Real Madrid, I mean, seeing either one of them lose 
feels pretty fucking good. And, and for, I know for you, it's an, it's always a nice day when Barcelona lose. It's always good. And I was almost having a really good Tuesday until uh, until other events kind of ruined it there in that match. But yeah, it was nice to see him lose. It was nice to it was nice to be able to throw a couple texts away of the uh, Barcelona fans that are in my family. So that was nice. And that was uh, that that stopped their thirty-four game unbeaten streak, I believe. So that's uh, yeah, however many games, a lot of games. Plus, you know, they were up a man and they still lost. Yep, they so, were up a man and up in the match too, weren't they? Up one nil. I believe so. Yeah, I mean, and then and then to uh, lose to a ten-man Real Madrid. That's uh, I think that's a that's a pretty poor result. <laughs> yeah, very much so. I mean, not that it's going to end anything or change the title race or anything, but no. But it was it was nice, so I'm glad we can talk about them losing here on the Pinecast. It's something. Yeah, it's and, nice. You know, it doesn't happen enough. Enough. It means they're not anywhere close to threatening our 49 unbeaten. That's a good one. Right. It's another good one. It's, you know, knowing Barcelona, when they only have 15 more games to go, that's it's not that hard for them to put together a 15 game unbeaten streak. So, not with that squad. No, not in the and least. not in that league. Yeah. So, uh, so looking at looking at the games tomorrow. It looks pretty straightforward for Real Madrid. I mean, they've got to go. They're at Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg have got to come out with a one hell of a performance if they're going to have a chance in this. In this. But uh, the other match is the one of the biggest interest to all of us because it involves the only English team left, if you can call them English, I guess, whatever Man City is now. Um, they have like two English players still, don't they, on the bench? Uh, yeah, because Sturridge is there. No, no he's not. No, he's I mean, not. St- uh, that's right. He's gone. Uh, what's the other uh, Sterling? I meant Sterling. Sterling, Sorry. yes. Sterling, uh, and uh, I think they have. Who's the guy that tore his Delph when he tore his when he tore his hamstring in the first match? Delph. So I think they're both still there. There you go. And there's probably a couple more on the bench somewhere making up the numbers. Oh, but I did read the other day it was uh, one of those, uh, you know, twenty footballers on a free in the summer, and Richard and Wright, their backup goalkeeper for the last decade, who's played like three matches uh i think he's still on the squad you got to make up that home that homegrown yeah that's it that makes sense um so look they're playing psg and that first leg i believe is in paris let me check paris so they're psg are at home against manchester city a manchester city team that like you know chooses once in a while to play really well and then stinks up the fucking place so I mean, you know, yep. both of these teams. This is a huge. This is really is a really huge, huge matchup for them because it's the two. What do you call it? The oil, the oil derby. Yeah. Basically, right? I mean, it's the the chic, chic versus chic. We got to think of something wittier and cleverer than that. But you got to give us yeah. some time on that. Yeah, we um, need more time. This is kind of short notice. Yeah, but anyway, so Paris versus Man City. You know, they'll. I don't know. They'll. they'll, they'll, I, they'll I really want. I really want. PSG to win because uh, yeah. I want City to be completely demoralized by so by the time we get to them in May that we can win that match easily. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Well, look, just because I mean, look, I, I know it's a it's a whack reason. I mean, I'm going to be perfectly happy when Paris do, would do beat them, but it's not the worst thing for if, if Man City made it to a semifinal. Just for the coefficient, which is such a sorry ass fucking reason. But I, I don't like this whole flirting with only three teams making it from from England. So, you know, it would it would do us it would do us all right if that happened. 
But uh, I I see PSG winning this. I really do. You know, Ibrahimovic has has found his form. He's looking really good. Cavani's been on the score sheet, and they they, they got they have some electric fucking talent. You know, with Di Maria, with Lucas. Um, you know, uh, Rabio had a fucking really nice assist for uh, someone the other day. It was for Ibra. I certainly can't see uh, City keeping a clean sheet. No, you know what no, I mean? No, no, no. It's not it's, with their defense. But I mean, if they can go on the road and get a, I mean, look, if they get a two-two draw, which I could see them doing in Paris. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really could because they. Were, I would expect it to be kind of open. Right, and maybe even a fucking three-two. I mean, who knows? I mean, if they go out there and get a result, anything can happen. But I do see Paris being too good for them. I mean, look that that midfield. I know. I think Verratti's still out. I'm pretty sure he's still out through injury. But with Matuidi, with Rabio coming in and playing so well, uh, you know they're they're a force, man. This is the best. This is definitely the best that Paris team has been since the the new project has started, and they're going to be a real danger. I mean, I'd like to see. I'd like to see them beat Man City and then take on. I don't want to see them play Barcelona because they always get knocked out by them. But fuck it, give them give them Bayern or Real Madrid. You know, who you know we're making assumptions as to who's going to go through. But you know what I mean? Like I kind of want to see that because I think that they could they could do they could do a job in one of those potentially. It's setting up for a pretty good semifinal. Very much so. Very much so. I mean, if it ends up, I mean, just. Our, I mean, maybe I'm making assumptions, but uh, if if our projections are correct and it were to be Barcelona, Bayern, Real Madrid, and PSG, that's kind. That's actually kind of the way you would even have said in preseason if you did like a power rankings, such a fucking American term, right? <laughs> if you if you did yeah. a power rankings in the uh, I don't know Morning Pint Index, I'm not gonna give any company a free shout out. You can contact you can contact me at morningpint at gmail if you want to send sponsorship our way. Anyway, uh, you know that's that's basically you you would have been like Barcelona, Bayern, Real Madrid, Paris, right? I mean that's yeah. that basically would have been your your top four in order of some sort, probably the order I said. But in any way, you can jumble those up, and those would have been the top four at any power rankings of what who the strongest teams clubs in the world were. So. You know, won't be any surprises, but those will be very, very tasty semifinals. So let, let's let's get your predictions for tomorrow. Let's go uh, Wolfsburg at home against Real Madrid. Joseph, what say you? 2-1 Real Madrid. Nice. And uh, then what do you have for that one? 1-1 one, one. Wolfsburg okay. Real Madrid. I see goals from Draxler. Okay. And one from, not from Penaldo, Pinchi Pendejo. Oh, we got to talk about him, too. I forgot about that, Pinchi Penaldo. Um, and maybe one from Tony Cruz from Real Madrid, long distance. Long distance. What do you, what do you want to talk about, Ronaldo, about his uh, underwear? Or yeah, what? I mean, well, I don't really want to talk about his underwear, but it's just it's just so fucking funny because it's just like it's of course, of course, that's what Ronaldo would do. Hold on, hold on, don't take a picture. Hold on, hold on, let me take everything off. All right, wait, wait, get that flex in. All right, you got that. All right, good. Take the picture. He's like, well, like, he's... like if if one moment could sum him up, like that's that is Cristiano Ronaldo in a nutshell. 
He's a pretty vain dude, man. He, but he has been for a long time. Yeah, he always has been. I mean, he loves him some Cristiano. He does. He like, he loves that mirror. I bet. I bet he take. You know. I bet when they made that wax figure for him. This is, sorry, this is gonna get dark. <laughs> he asked for a personal one so he could like fuck himself. You know what I mean? Because he's like probably too. No one as pretty as me. So, you know. Yeah, probably. Can I have a threesome with? Myself, two, me, myself, myself and, and I. Myself. Exactly. <laughs> it's a very de la soul. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's just so funny because it's just like, yeah, that's of course, of course. There's nothing else. Who else would do that? Only Peinaldo. Yeah, I mean, right. I th- I think it was kind of, it was kind of funny. I mean, you know, it just it doesn't surprise you. I mean, it just no, goes along with what you kind of think of the guy already. Exactly. No, exactly. Like I said, there's there's nothing more Ronaldo than that. And I, I still hate calling him Ronaldo. He didn't deserve to be called Ronaldo. It's Cristiano. Cristiano. That's what it, he's at. Cristiano. That, that works. Um, all right. So we'll be on our predictions for Paris and Man City. What do you think? Uh, I, I hope it's not a zero zero. That's what I mostly hope. But I'm gonna uh, say no, no way. It's this gonna game? be. I'm gonna say it's gonna be three one PSG. <sighs> any any goal predictions? Yaya Toure scores. I'm assuming he's not hurt or lame. So, uh, so that, that, assuming... that that'll be like a consolation goal after 80 minutes once they're down. Yeah, right now. yeah. It'll be like when he scored against us. Was it last season? Right. When we still won. Yeah, it's gonna be like that. It's gonna be oh, it's gonna be a be- it's gonna be a beauty too. It's gonna be the ones where you go, damn. That Yaya shows up once every six months. You know, that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be what it's like. And then. Uh, uh, Ibra scores, and if Lucas is playing, he scores. Okay. All right. That accounts for two goals. Uh, give that, one to enough. the – yeah, uh, a header from uh, from uh, Tiago. Okay, Tiago Silva. No, Tiago Silva? No, Tiago Mota. Sorry. Oh, wait, 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 which one? Tiago Mota's not there. Well, he is there, right? I'm fucking. Think, I'm all over the place. They have two Tiago, Tiago Silva and Tiago Mota. Which one? Silva. Okay. Fair enough. I'll go with. Uh, I'll go with with uh, sideshow Bob getting one. The David Luiz. He'll be I able to get the header. Him. That's, that's that's my prediction. Now you went you went you went Silva, so I'm going the other way. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with Cavani to get one. And uh, El Matador. And uh, and one for our boy Ibra. To stick it to those city cunts. Oh, because actually, I, I'm gonna go the same. Actually, you know what? Fuck city, three nil. <laughs> okay. We got to give a little variety, so at least one of us can be right. Right. Three goals would be fun to watch, though. They really would be. I wish I had time to watch the match. I will record it and watch it later. But yeah, me too, probably. But I'm not good at that. I can never sit through an entire replay. You know what I mean? Like. The only replay I can sit through are ours, Ars, to be yeah, honest. Ours replay. That's it. Those are the only ones. I'm like, I can sit through and watch that. Because that's that, kind of what I had to do on Saturday. So yeah. So the way we see it, it's going to be pretty clear. I, you did. Yeah, I think we pretty much have it pretty clear. If if my if, if my three zero isn't right, it's going to be a three two. Still Paris, but that's just a disclaimer. A little 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 afterthought. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that'll be that'll be really interesting. I'm excited for these matches tomorrow. Let's see, let's see what they can do. 
let's see what they can do. A uh, quick question for you. Now, I was talking with someone about it, and someone was asking me what, like, if Paul Pogba will be at Barcelona next year. And I'm kind of like, well, you know, I don't know. And I don't know if they really want to pay the amount of money it's going to cost to get him. But what I do know is that there is a midfielder getting paid at least 250k a week at Manchester City who might be on the way out. Depends on if he wants to mesh with the new manager, Mr. Pep Guardiola. Um, but I honestly think it's almost more likely to see Paul Pogba at Manchester City than at Barcelona next year. What say you? I think he's more like, well, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Because then it's like sticking it to United. You go back to City, you know. I mean, it'd be great. I, I know he was raised a fan. Of, he was a fan of Vieira, but there's no way. Because this is the way to go. My, my fear is that he ends up in blue in London. Oh, God. Yeah. But the, that's the thing. I mean, how do we compete with that? Because this is the, this is the way bidding for Paul Popper is going to go, right? Uh, Chelsea, hey, we have, uh, we'll offer $100 million up front, $100 million <laughs> sterling for Paul Pogba to Juventus. Um, <clears throat> yeah, $100 million and we'll put him on 275 k a week, right? Uh, yep. do, I mean, Arsenal technically could afford that. And, and yeah. no one would be mad if they did it, but they won't. They fucking won't. Well, yeah, because we, how many? Yeah, you know, you got to sell, you know, a bunch of players that you. you no, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. We have cash reserves. We have a war. No, chest. no. I mean, I mean, from a from a player personnel already there. You know what I mean? Oh no, we need midfielders. I mean, well, I mean, look. All right, look, look, look. Hold on, hold on. If if we can spend thirty million to bring in Granite Shaka. You know, I mean, take that away. You just instead of adding Shaka, you add fucking Pogba. All right, it's we're gonna sign a midfielder. You could feasibly do it. Let's not worry about player numbers. Okay, you could do it, but the problem is that, that that's that's what the opening bid will be. Opening bid will be hundred million. Crazy money. And, can you and, and just think about think about losing a player on a free that's worth a hundred million pounds two <laughs> years later? Can you oh, imagine that shit? But but then but this is how this is going to go. A hundred million will be offered by Chelsea, right? Um, Barcelona will then will then just match that. They'll be like, okay, well we'll put up the same. We'll put up a hundred million and we'll offer them same kind of wages, but you get to play for Barcelona instead of instead of Chelsea. So you think you, they have the upper hand, right? And then here comes City. They're like, yeah, you know what? Actually, fuck it. No haggle. We're going to go no haggle pricing. Hundred and twenty million, no questions asked. We'll put them on three hundred fifty k a year. Or well, a week. what could a PSG could do the same? Yeah, but who wants to go to PSG? I mean, well, a lot of people do apparently, but yeah. but I mean, look, PSG, you know, they have fucking. So it comes down to where does the kid want to play? Well, yes and no, yes and no, because it it does, it does, it certainly does, um, but it's it's also really going to go to the highest bidder kind of thing. Well, yes, but it's a. It, I think it's first. Where does the kid want to play, and then, or it's it's that negotiates that number is wherever it is. That if it's a hundred, it's a hundred, and then where does the kid want to play? Well, that that's where, like, for me, you know, and seeing, I don't know enough about him other than watching him as to what the kid, you know. I mean, I just know he's a brilliant talent. That's all I know. 
and look, he's already lived in Manchester and he got the fuck out of there. Like I, that the only thing, the only thing that deters me from being confident he's going to Man City is the fact that it's in Manchester. You know what I mean? Like, like that's really like he—he he, he doesn't seem like a guy who really wants to live in Manchester. Maybe it's just his haircut and a few other things. You know, <laughs> he's a little. It doesn't look. You know, you know what I mean. You're—you're you're right. Like he'd rather be in London. He'd rather be in Barcelona or Madrid. You know what I mean? These are—these seem like more. And this is this is this is 100 speculation. This is me fucking pissing into the wind as to what I think my hunches are. But it also, but then there's the appeal of going back to Manchester and haunting your former club by being across town. Like you said, you know, you, you lost them for free and now you come back and you stick it to them. You know, I always wish that would be him doing that in the red and white of Arsenal to stick it to Man United. I would really hate to see it be in Chelsea blue because that's very possible. And considering the fact, because here's right, here's the extra kicker, right? The guy who brought him to. Juventus is going to be the Chelsea manager next year. Yeah, that's kind of why I was making that, that throwing that out there. I, right. And that, that midfield needs, you know, a bit of rebuilding. So sure, sure I, it would not surprise me at all. Oh, sad day. All right, let's stop talking about Pogba because this is not going to go anywhere. It's not going to go anywhere. I hope, you know where I hope he stays? I hope he stays at Juve forever. Stay at Juve. Don't go anywhere. But look, you know Juve. They love themselves a free transfer, and they love, you know, and they can make $100 million on a guy who they, they got for $0. They could keep him three more years, and he'll still be worth $100 million. Probably right. <laughs> That's the thing. It's, he, that, guy's, that guy's stock's not going anywhere. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's an absurd one to watch. But, I mean, really, you just don't think with, with the high-profile agent, with all the talk and all that kind of shit, he's not like maybe, maybe, maybe one more year there. Maybe I'd be happy to see it because he won't come to Ars. He won't be coming to Arsenal. So yeah. So and I'd rather see him at Juve, like you. So stay, stay, Paul, stay. El pulpo, quédate allí, por favor. Please stay. Pretty please. Let's move on to the Arsenal. Enough. Oh yeah, I remember that team. Enough talk about players we can't afford and we'll never have. Well, we could we could literally spend an entire summer doing that. Hey, hey! I know who your favorite new favorite player is, Mister Promote from Within. <laughs> I have a lot of a lot of players, but uh, who who's my favorite player? Well, I don't know. I'm just thinking now, just because your policy. I mean, I mean, you got to be you got to be digging this Awobi man. It's I think it's awesome. I do. I'm I'm happy for the kid. I'm happy. I'm happy that you know a kid that's been at the club that long actually gets to make it through. I mean, we have. I mean, Jack's been there. You know that right. long. Uh, you know, and, and and he's a good player. We just, you know, unfortunately can't stay fit. But, you know, we got another kid. I mean, you know, and not one we bought at 16 and coming through. You know, a kid right. that's been there since he's like eight years old. And I think I think every club and every every club supporter loves that. You know, you feel Absolutely. like he's one of yours. You know, and and as much as we love Pogba, we love this kind of story too. Oh, absolutely. No, it's it's a beautiful thing, and having a guy like Awobi and. Man, the crazy thing is, too, because, I mean, we've seen him developing, and I saw him, and he always looked pretty good physically, especially especially in the youth ranks and all that, you know? But, I mean, yeah. like, he comes in, and, like, since he's come in, I mean, you know, he's the, – the guy is a specimen, you know? Like, he is a You know, and a, we haven't had that kind kid. of specimen, you know? Yeah. 
And, you know, it was, it was so impressive. I mean, look, I, we, I, like all of us, really enjoyed what we saw from him in the cup games, you know, slotting in. And, like, it really was – I think the biggest shock for me, which has been so refreshing too, was – and, like, everyone else has commented on this as well. But the, the fact that, the, you know, how comfortable all the senior players were passing to him. And that was so – it was so refreshing to see, you know, that this, this kid can come in seamlessly and they're giving him the ball and one-twos here and there and the composure on the ball, you know. Like I'm not the what the way I think of that. The last time I saw someone come through the midfield doing that was when they're doing like Sesk, you know. In the terms of like having the trust of these senior players, you're playing with guys that are experienced internationals, 25 to 30 years old, and they're just playing with them. Like, oh yeah, no, of course, no, th- th- this kid gets it. He knows what he's doing. Right. Yeah, so, and you know, it, hopefully that just continues. I mean, I just, I, I think, I think your point about him, his. Uh, physically how he's built is is a huge plus being that age and having that build you know we have some other players that are young players and but their build is still years years behind you know well that's what and yeah jeff jeff is like that right you you have got a tall skinny kid but like like you said he's only he's what 17 now i mean maybe i mean he he won't be as big as a will be at 19 that's just not even you can just tell build wise that's not that's not him yeah He's going to have to get that wiry strong. He's going to have to try to be, I know, I don't make Diaby comparisons, but you know what I mean? Like that kind of strength. You know, Diaby never got right. big, but he got strong to where he didn't he get was brushed strong. off. Yeah. Exactly. So that's kind of, he's going to have to get that wiry strength, which, you know, we've seen a lot of players do very well with. But but the maturation and his development, and look, it's it's probably, there's a good chance what Iwobi's doing now is putting nails in the coffin of some other Arsenal stalwarts and long-serving players. Yep. I mean, you got a nice uh, homegrown kid coming through. You can uh, probably get rid of a homegrown kid that uh, is not fulfilling his potential. Yeah. So wh- how, what do you think, man? I mean, if it stays like this, your boy Theo is going to want to go somewhere where he gets playing time, right? Well, I think my boy Theo might go either way, Just and, and it has nothing to do with, with Iwobi. You know, I, I think right. we I think we all still know that Wenger wants to bring in a forward, and sure. you've had an entire year to show that, and a new contract to show that you don't need to go out and get one, and and he hasn't, other than you know a three week stint in October or early November, whenever it was, when when it looked like there was some potential. The rest of the year has been a complete bust. Right, and yeah. it's no no one's more sadder than no one's sadder than I am to see it. But right. I mean, I, I've always been about Arsenal more than I am the player. He's just—he's still going to be a player I like, no matter where he plays. I just won't, you know, cheer for him when he plays against us. And it's going to happen at some point. So, how unlucky is Joel Campbell right now? He's very unlucky, but I think with more players coming back, you show where he really fits in. And I, it's not that he's a bad player. I. Never, I've never, even when he was having a good run, I don't think he's good enough. And I think he's a squad player, and that's that's it. And that's fine. We're good with that. We need a guy who'll go out and give effort as part of the squad. But I don't think he's ever going to be anything special for us. Yeah, well, look, he's shown a lot of potential. And I think what he has done this season, at the very least, shown his value and what he could do potentially for 
another club. I mean, I think that could really go back in terms of securing. Look, it's not outside of the realm of possibility you could sell Joel Campbell for something around twenty million to the right team. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to know. But even if you got ten of, you know, twelve. I mean, I oh, mean, no. yeah, what, know, 12, what, did we, what did we pay for him though? We paid like ten million for him, didn't we? What the fuck? No, we, we didn't pay that much. Like oh. three or something, two or three. It wasn't that much. Yeah, because it was a lot. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it was, but we, I thought we paid something decent for him, didn't we? No, I don't think yeah, so. Maybe not t- yeah, you're right. You're right. It was less. It was less. But, but you know, I think part of Joel's issue is, you know, we were all complaining. We've been complaining about it for most of the year is how uh, the the how unbalanced the team is, and and unfortunately, when we're balanced, he doesn't fit. Right. Yeah. Well, let's move on to some other places because we've had other uh, we had other interesting interesting shakeups in the lineup a bit. It's been really really good seeing Francis Coquelin back to playing at his best the past couple matches. Yeah, because he was pretty poor for uh, you know his first few, and you kind of can't blame him. You know, just being it's, back off that injury, but he was yeah. poor for a while. I mean, and we had to work. He had to just work through it, and we didn't really have any other choice. Well, we yeah. had a choice. His name is Flamini. No, no. So we don't have another choice. So is it is it official? Arteta has like played his last game. I mean, he's just. I not, can't imagine him playing. He's never. Again. He's never like. He's never suited up. He's just in the stands. Like, is he healthy? You know, what is going on? I mean, Nabry was in the stands right next to him. So I mean, it tells you how much he's where, where close he's to at. playing. Yeah. yeah so that's, that's I, I think he's done. Right I think he's done, and the curse of the captain continues. I don't know who wants that armband next Fuck year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you're going to give it to Purr next year, and he yeah, might and be and the he, next he one that be, looks on the way out. Playing. Exactly, exactly. That's the same thing's going to happen. He'll be being captain from the bench. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think that's the way it's going. It's fucking weird, man. It's, it's a weird. It's a weird little conundrum that we have there. The way that's working out, but. Um, but yeah, but look, but back to the midfield. I mean, obviously, look. Part of it was, you know. Ramsey hasn't been in the best form this season either. You know, I he's certainly not a player I, I don't think that well I'm certainly not giving up on and I don't think oh, that no. Arson's anywhere near giving up on him. But the but here's the we have this issue because all of a sudden you know, the guy who I'm getting to is well I'm I'm talking about Kokolan first, but then we're gonna get to El Neni playing next to him. But I mean obviously it's clear that the partnership with El Neni looks like it's it's working out better than it did with Ramsey for Kokolan. And it has it certainly looks like it has something to do with personnel, not just form. So that brings us to a problem as to what you do once they're back and fit. You know, Ramsey goes back to the right again. Is that what we do? You know, Santi comes back soon. What the fuck happens there? I mean, this is a whole, you know, who knows what the fuck happens with this? Well, I guess my point would be is do you need Coquelin? If you've got El Nani the way he's playing and the job he does – and his distribution of the ball and keep it moving. Do you, that seems more of what Arteta did when Ramsey was in the midfield with him. And I don't see why Ramsey can't be in there instead of Coquelin. Well, because Coquelin, I mean, he, he, he's, he's not bad. I mean, I don't think any of us, I mean, you know, but he's got limitations. I mean, they all do, but he's got limitations. Hey, you see, so, you see that no look pass, that little look away pass look, to, to every Alexis? once in a while, the kid can throw a pass. There's, I mean, you know, he pushes a nice pass around. I'm just saying that do we, do we need that against, I don't know, Sunderland? Do we need him against Sunderland? Yeah, may, maybe not. And maybe not. And maybe that's what we look at. I mean, I really, the way I, I look at it is how you have to, because look in modern football requires, 
a large degree of rotation, especially when you have the constraints of the very busy fixture schedule that a, a club the size and magnitude of Arsenal playing all those different competitions needs to have. Um, you're right. Maybe there's matches where you need to put El Nene and Coquelin in, like the way we've seen. Maybe you just need Ramsey and El Nene. Maybe you need Ramsey and Coquelin. Maybe you know, there's. Maybe if Granite Shaka comes in, then it's just a rotation of all four of those motherfuckers, and you figure out you know what works best for what game. Maybe we don't need two destroyers in there. I don't know. That's why they pay the manager the big bucks because he's got to. Except that shit he out. hates rotation because he gets that formula and he loves to stick with it. But, and that's why we go, especially on late in seasons, we go on runs because we're well, out of every he's competition. Finally, yeah, and he's finally figured it out, and he doesn't have to rotate. Yeah, and he doesn't have to rotate. Then you know they, they, you know, we finish out strong, and we've done that plenty of years. And there's plenty of examples. It's the beginning of the years that we we really hurt because, you know, if he finds a formula, he sticks with it, and then we, that formula is gone by late October, November, because those players are injured. Right. He's just awful at rotation. He just really is. Well, like you said, don't uh, let's not get our hopes up. Nothing's changing. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's, we got another year of this for sure. So, yep. so be it. How, how are you feeling about the defense? You pretty happy with it? Eh, it's hard to, uh, you know. I think there's still a little bit. Of sh- I mean, I know he's he's got this. He seems to be uh, the Gabriel Kashelny for the rest of the year. Looks like how it's going to finish out. Um, and, uh, I think it's, I think it's fine because we don't, I mean, we don't really have anything to lose. And so they get 10 matches to really hopefully build something going into next season as the, you know, preferred duo in defense. So, I I mean, I think it's good, but I think there's still a lot of things to work out. I, I, I don't think they're perfect together. And how do you feel about the title race? Because it's uh, it's clearly over. it's clearly yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, clearly over. Yeah, I mean, look, everything is not only going their way with decisions. Yeah, calls, balls are dropping. Yes, calls. I also think that I don't know. It seemed and it seemed this way for weeks. Not this for I mean for months that people seem to be okay with losing to them. Right. Right. If you look yeah. at the results of the people they play from week to week and how that team, I think teams are okay. Not that they're giving up, but I'm seeing a lack of effort from some teams in the last couple months when they play Leicester. Fucking bastards. So it's not like it's fixed. I just think there's something in the back of people's minds that don't mind losing to them. I didn't see that from Southampton this weekend, though. Like they were, they were going for it, but and you saw. I mean, look and you look at the way how pissed off fucking Coleman was after. Do you see? Do you see his post match interview? Yeah, he was. He was. I, I. Yeah, he was pretty pissed. I, I didn't. I didn't think that. Yeah, I thought. I don't know. I still. I didn't. I looked at both of those handballs and I didn't think that either of them were clear. <laughs> well, I think. Look, it's. They say, oh, well, it's ball to hand. I'm like, well, yeah, but look, he – all right, the second – the first one actually on closer analysis, at at first I didn't think it was any sort of penalty. And then, like, on the slow motion replay, you see he kind of turns and kind of pushes his elbow out towards it a little bit. I mean, his his arm is still – you know, it's up against his body. It would have hit him anyway. But I felt like there was a motion there. I'm okay with that no call. The second one, it's like, well – 
the guy's going to make a cross and you're and you and you've moved your arm out you know he there was a motion where he moved his arm out and his arm is now a foot away or a foot and a half away from his his body and the cross hits his hand sure like his arm was out and then the ball came and hit him but like you know when a guy like you see he's about to hit a cross you know i think i think my perspective is so jaded because i'm used to you know uh, a second a, a second yellow in a champions league match uh when you've kicked the ball away after the whistle so i'm a little bit jaded as to you know a bad call <laughs> right so I, I i thought it could have been i mean i definitely think that one the second one could have been i just don't think it was you know i mean i know it that you know Kuman's got a, you know, he's got to fight for his team, you know. But you're right; it's not it's not a stonewall penalty. It could have yeah. been accidental, but it's just like, look, it's the ball. But it's another thing but going look, their it, way. It's, it's a cross. It's about to go across the face of the goal, whipped in with pace that smacked a guy's arm, that's away from his body, and stopped the cross from coming in. That's that's keep, as simple as I can put it and see it. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I don't think I think the linesman of have been particularly poor this year, more well, so than the the the, the, the you know. Well, they're they're fucking bottlers, man. They fucking they swallow their whistle. Uh, that might be controversial. I won't say anything. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. I expect Leicester to easily see the rest of this league out, man. But the thing is that like they needed a blip, and they needed to lose one of these games in the past couple of weeks, and they haven't. And now you're like, well, fuck. Now it's and yeah, the rest of their their, their fucking schedules. Though they have they have Sunderland next week. The only way, the only way they fuck this up is if they somehow t- take a giant shit in the bed and fuck up against Sunderland. Because even a even a draw against Sunderland will will fuck them up. I don't think Maybe. they're gonna do it. I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen because Sunderland are shit. They are I fucking think, shit. Yeah, I think. Yeah, like I said, I think Lester just see this out. I mean, they've done such a good job, and and he's and and Ranieri's basically got him being compact, not giving anything away, trying to hit that one nil on the break. It's no different than what Chelsea did going to the title last year. And, and how did Mares come back from that fucking hamstring injury and just like oh, I'm just playing again, like I'm cool? Peace. Uh, whatever it takes. I think that's what matters. <laughs> they just do whatever it takes. <laughs> Where's the horse placenta? Yeah, I mean, we've, we, we, you know, there are those secrets around. I'm sure there's some uh, Mr. Miyagi heat thing yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah. Where's that at? Why don't we get some of that shit? Oh, speaking of which, there's a report that came out implicating Arsenal player. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Show, show us show us something real before you. The guy said show. he said he didn't say it the next day, so who knows? Right, of course. Of course. Of course he's going to rescind that. Oh shit! Oh shit! I didn't say any of that. <laughs> yeah, but um, so to uh, you, um, so I'm liking you know the three goal, four goal uh, margins of victory are nice. I, I we're you know I looked at uh, the uh, goal differential and we're still way behind Spurs by ten goals. I think we're only behind City and Leicester by like two. Right. I'm hoping we can start padding that number because I think uh, second place might come down to goal differential. Well, hope, hopefully not. Hopefully that's not the case. Shame it's not. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just how it goes. Um, well, let's see. What do these fucking stupid 
cocks on basketballs have? Let's see what their, their shit is. 34 goal differential, I think. Yeah. Or 32. Well, I'm not – honestly, I'm not worried about that so much. So, I mean, look, like I said, the, the title race is basically over. The only chance that either one of our teams, whether it be Tottenham or Arsenal, they have to run the table all wins, right? Yep. Uh, Spurs have United this next week. This is kind of, a, kind of a good time. I mean, United have been shit all season. They're still shit, but they've been winning the past two weeks. They're so boring. Did you? I oh, I couldn't even. I, oh, I fell asleep. So I woke up. I woke up for it, and then I went back to. I slept during the first half, and I w- kind of watched the second half. I went back to bed and put it on the iPad, and was kind of like, uh, watching this shit. It was one of the worst matches I've watched, and I didn't watch. I watched most of it, not all of it, but it was one of the worst. Yeah, it was. It was pretty bad, as usual, as usual. And Everton but, were so awful. Yeah, their their fans are not happy with Mr. Roberto Martinez. Yeah, they probably should stick with him because I'm not sure what better manager they're going to get. Not yeah, not at the moment, but we'll we'll see what they can do. We will see what they can do. All right, let's take a look at this motherfucker. All right, Mart. Well, April draw against Liverpool. They're home against Manchester United. They go to Stoke at the Britannia. Hopefully the Stoke from earlier this season can show up. They've been fucking cruising since they've been safe. Uh, West Brom, that's an easy win. They're home against West Brom. Chelsea, Southampton, and Newcastle. I mean, look, they, they got a lot of they got a lot of places to slip there. You know, Chelsea at the bridge. Southampton's not not a gimme. Newcastle at St. James Park. I mean, well, look, good chances Newcastle will be fighting for their fucking Premier League lives in that last match of the season. Hopefully, if we're lucky. Yeah, if we're, lu- if we're lucky, they're not relegated yet. If yeah. we're lucky, they're not relegated yet. But, but, I mean, you know, they have enough. I mean, I don't want to look at ours. I know we've got, we've got shit to deal with, too. But, you know, they have, they, have tough, they have tough matches up ahead, starting with Man United. So let's go... You know what? Yeah, fuck it. Let's go, United. Fuck them. Fuck them. I, I, I'll take the draw, but, you know, go ahead and win. Beat. A draw, is, a draw is, would be a great result, I think, for United. Yeah, totally. Because, I mean, look, they're at White Hart Lane. You'd have to say that Tottenham are going to be favorites in that match. Yes. They, uh, play, they play a million times better than United do. Yeah, they do. But, Martial... Do it. Do it to it. Right, him and Rashford. I hope they run riot. Go. Get it. I don't even and then we, we've got, what, uh, West Ham this weekend away at Upton West Park? West Ham, yeah, at Upton Park. These motherfuckers have, not only they beat us on opening day, they've beaten just about everybody. I mean, really, they've been, oh, God, I can't believe they redirected me to TottenhamHotspur.com. Fuck you for having that be in my goddamn browser history, you sons of bitches. I can't believe this. I've never been to that fucking website. And I knew I knew something felt wrong. <sighs> can't I'm surprised your computer didn't crash. It's not even my computer, man. Oh, well. Thank thank God. Thank, well, yeah, actually you're right, but it it's on my See, it's, it's on I'm logged in on my fucking Chrome. Hmm. I don't know what to tell you. It's not looking good for you. I fucked up. It's in my it's in my browser history now. It's it's gone. It's over. So West Ham, who are sitting pretty. I mean, look, they obviously 
we're in contention for a Champions League place. You know, they're not they're not out of it. They're only three points behind City in fourth. You know, that's I think you just gotta keep the ball away from Payette and you're good. God, but dude, his free those free kicks, man. Just can't give away free kicks. Tell you it tell eat. it to tell it to Gabriel. That's true. <laughs> Maybe. You know? That's that's not that's not really the way he plays, unfortunately. Maybe Murdasacker gets a start. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that would make sense. Because, I mean, really, what what kind of what kind of pace do they have up front? Uh, I don't know who the, who they play up front. They have I they've got a cast of characters. I don't know any of their names. Yeah, Andy Carroll comes in every once in a while off the bench. Yeah, he comes in about the seventy fifth minute usually. Yeah, generally. Well, Payette. How are the other guys? Who are these other motherfuckers? All right, stats. Let's take a look at this little bitch. I mean, look, they they've put together a team, and they have look, they have a they brought in a good manager, you know, a guy who for a while was being linked with the the, the Arsenal job, Mister um, Slavon Bilic. And they, look, the guy seems like a guy who people like to play for. He reminds me a bit of I, I put him in the same mold as like the uh, the kind of the Diego Simeone, you know. I mean, they're they're of similar age. I think Simeone's a little bit younger. But, you know, they're, they're very much like a player's manager, you know what I mean? Like, they're very charismatic, and these guys want to play for them, and they really find a way to get them really, you know, really going in that kind of sense, you know, in terms of being, um, you know, in terms of being uh, really motivated for their guy and, and learns how to get them really organized. So it's been, it's been, a, it's been a tough – well, I mean, it's been a good season for them, man. They've, they've taken points off so many big teams, you know? They've been really yeah, I think they hit a rough patch, so, but I, I, they could be. They, you know, we'll see how they end up. But I hope we. Uh, I, I think they're letting in a few goals in right now, so hopefully we can uh, continue with what we're doing up front and over the last couple of weeks. Well, look, we're in, we're in the our basically our best form. I mean, two basically two wins in a row is basically our best form of the season, <laughs> at least considering the way we're playing, and. Uh, you're going to get up against a team who, you know, they haven't been great as of late, but they've they've been doing it, and they're still right there with the chance of fucking Champions League. So the apple is there. It's not like they're playing for nothing. This very may well be one of our one of our toughest fixtures the rest of the season, really. Yeah, it's gotta be I think that, it is. That, that and City are the, probably the two hardest matches. So Yeah, at least on paper they should be. So, you know, it's uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I'm going to go I'm going to go for a 2-1 victory to the Arsenal. Grind it out. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a late winner in the last 10, 15 minutes. And, uh, yeah, and it'll be... Who's uh, going to score? Uh, Alexis and Welbeck. Mm, okay. I am going to... Uh, I'm going to go with 4-1 win. Wow. Comfortable 4-1 win. Wow. Um, I, I think... Um, I think Alexis, Ozil, Ooh. and Danny gets a brace. Okay, okay. I can get with that. I can get with that. I like these. I like these Joseph predicting fucking romps. Yeah, I need. I, I need them in my life. <laughs> life yeah. is rough. I need right. them. After one four nil, you're like, oh yeah, that was good. It, it tasted good. I need more. More goals. 
Quiero más. Quiero golazos. Yes. Yes. Fair enough. I like that. I like that. Well, look, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough match of the weekend. The Hammers have been playing very well, like we said. Um, but Arsenal, we're we're in we're in good shape right now. You know, maybe it has to do with the fact that it's basically over and there's less pressure. Maybe it's because we are putting different players in and they're playing better. Probably it's a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> More than likely. And, uh, you know, we're – it's there for us. Like we said, you know, I've been hearing the other podcasts and stuff. They're saying the same kind of shit. I mean, like it's, it, it's, a one, it's one game at a time situation. You just win your match and you hope that fucking there's a slip up here and there. At the very least, let's see a slip up from fucking Tottenham. At the yes. very least, because I, like I said, I don't believe in Tottenham finishing ahead of us because it's never happened since I've been supporting Arsenal. So, until it happens, I ain't believing that shit. So we are going to keep it up. Uh, any of the points? Anything you missed? Anything else you want to say to the Arsenal faithful, Joseph? Uh, no, no, just uh, you know, enjoy the match. We only have a few left, so we might as well enjoy the rest of the season. That's right. Oh, and you know what? I am going to get up. Uh, I'm going to be in the Bay Area this weekend. So you, Bay Area Gooners, if you're in San Francisco this weekend and you're brave enough to make it to the pub at 4.45 in the morning, I think my crazy ass is going to drive in from Palo Alto, where I'll be this weekend, into the city. I'll probably leave at 4 in the fucking morning. God damn you, time zones. To watch at uh, Maggie McGarry's with my good friend Sean Swaby. We'll see if we can get Mouse out there. We'll see if Jess wants to come out at Blow Sob. Uh, get all the all the homies out there, Bay Area Gooners, all them people. If you're in the area, please come out. Join the festivities. Last time I was there, I am a good luck charm up there. We beat City last time I was there. So, taking that in consideration, get to the pub, support the Arsenal, and have some fun. If you get there and if you reference this, I'll buy you a pint, whatever. Sound good? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds great for those people up there. And uh, if anybody wants to join me on my couch at 4:45, let me know. Hey, be, hey, be careful! You might get someone to take you up on that. And be like, what the fuck, Joseph? Who's what? at the door? The more the merrier, I suppose. All right, fuck it. All right. So if you want to do that, Joseph's address is. Uh, <laughs> no, we can't give that out. That would that would not be fair. Um, all right. Well, look. Until uh, until next week. Let's uh, let's enjoy. We'll get some exciting Champions League tomorrow. Some good league action at the weekend. And we'll be back next week with another Pintcast. Forgive our lack of frequency. My schedule's been busy, and I'm still off of my computer. So this will be resolved soon. Also, big news: there will be action this summer. We have a lot of shit going on internationally. There is a Euro Cup. There is a Copa America here in the states. So there will be that shit will be being covered on the red card district. So look for that coming up soon because that'll get going here in May uh, next month. So stay tuned. And if you're interested in being involved in the project, get in touch with me. Reach out at um, morningpint at Gmail or hit me up on Twitter. Hit up Joseph, hit any of us, and we will talk more about details and more of that to come soon. Uh, yeah, and up the arsenal. Thanks so much, Joseph. Follow Joseph on Twitter at I hate your club. Follow me at Morning Pint. And, uh, yeah, do it to it. And I'll see you guys this weekend if you come out to uh, Maggie McGarry's. Yesterday was an accident on the street where they held hands. They were looking for their hearts. They were there.
Sempre 